So, what are the chances of getting out today? The band still won't start. Larry's working on it. Wouldn't you know? Can I buy you a drink? Jim Beam, ice, one. For you, miss? Sweet Miller's in the lot, Super Twist, please. What are the chances of getting out of town today? Fans do want star. Larry's working on it. Oh, wouldn't you know? Can I buy you a drink? Okay. Uh, sweet vermouth, rocks with a twist, please. So you miss? The same. That's my favorite drink. Mine, too. It always makes me think of Rome. The way the sun hits the buildings in the afternoon. <laughs> well, what should we drink to? To the groundhog. Oh, it's too cold, please. Can I buy you a drink? Okay. Uh, sweet vermouth, rocks with a twist, please. For you, miss? The same. That's my favorite drink. Mine, too. It always makes me think of Rome. The way the sun hits the buildings in the afternoon. Well, what should we drink to? I like to say a prayer and drink to world peace. This is wonderful. Where are you? How do you know so much about Punxsutawney? I've spent a lot of time Small town people are more real. That's how I feel. Really? Would you like to try some white chocolate? Yuck. That'll make me sick. No white chocolate. There's something so familiar about this. Hmm? Do you ever have deja vu? Didn't you just ask me that? I think people place too much emphasis on their careers. I wish we could all live in the mountains at high altitude. That's where I see myself in five years. How about you? Oh, I agree. I'd just like to go with the flow. See what they do. What's led you feel? Mm-hmm. It's about a million miles from where I started out in college. You weren't uh, in broadcasting in general? Believe it or not, I studied 19th century French poetry. <laughs> what a waste of time. I mean, for someone else, that would be an incredible waste of time. So bold of you to choose that. It's incredible. You must be a very, very strong person. I think people place too much emphasis on their careers. Gosh, I wish we could all live in the mountains. At high altitudes. That's where I see myself in fact. How about you? I agree. I just like to go. See what happened. Well, it's gotten you here. Uh-huh. Of course, it's a million miles from where I started out in college. Oh, yeah? You went with broadcasting or journalism or anything like that? Uh, believe it or not, I studied 19th century French poetry. Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Do you speak French, Nick? I took three years of it. 
accent that I remember most. You do not speak French. I have never heard you utter a word of French. Not even in the French Quarter, Nick. Uh, oui. <laughs> oui. Yeah, I know all the. I know all the cliche fr- French stuff for sure. So that's. Uh, I do brush up. Like if I go, if I'm going to France, what I'll do is I'll read something like they they have these uh, online. They're great for going to a country where you kind of Google the uh, the twenty or thirty words that you need to know. Right. Huge tip. I, I've probably said this before, but if you're ever traveling overseas, think of if somebody comes up to you and starts talking in a different language, how you would immediately just want to dismiss them. <laughs> but but if somebody comes up to you and says like help, bathroom, right. You will you got enough feel like you're, you know, in it with them and gonna try to help them get to a bathroom. So sure. You know, you could probably get away with 10, 20 words in a country and get mostly what you need, you know. Starting with, starting in fact with help bathroom. I think that would be the first thing I start with. Help bathroom or help in general, help hospital. What's what's going on if you start a conversation with help bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) If if it was in Atlantic City and I saw which direction they were coming out of, something would give me a clue as to why. They're saying it's like, hello, they were just leaving a Chipotle for the first time in their life. Help, bathroom. All right, folks, welcome to uh, 196, episode 196 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. It's Groundhog Day! I hope uh, you keep it, keep it warm outside there, campers. Um, but uh, it's my favorite holiday uh, because every year, Nick, I watch uh, my all-time favorite movie. It's not an all-time, but it's in the top ten. Groundhog Day. I watch it every single year. And this year, Nick, I watched the whole movie with my daughter. First time she ever saw Groundhog Day. Oh, no, absolutely what? Is it loved appropriate? It. Yeah. She watches Stranger Things, man. I, <laughs> like, this kid. Uh, different thing, though. I'm all about uh, avoiding sexual innuendos. I, I yeah, that had, it, it had barely anything. There was, like, a makeout scene with the girl, Nancy. That was, like, it. You know, he like tried to score with Rita and got slapped. She thought it was funny. So, All right, man. I think I'm doing it tonight. There was, there was. I'm, I'm telling you, it is so tame, and no bad language either. There's, it, it's so tame. It's so tame. So yeah, I didn't. You know, the one scene is the one where he's trying to seduce the girl by going over and over. You know, Nancy, Nancy Taylor. Remember that. It's one of my oh, favorite. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie so much. I've seen that so many times. I think I've hey, watched don't it. Don't try to watch Cobra Kai season one with your daughter. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, that's what... like, yeah, this is the Karate Kid. I mean, we watched all those movies. The kids love it. Yeah. Uh, Cobra no. Kai, not exactly uh, for young children. Not for children. All right, um, Nick, I have so much trivia that I don't even know what to do with you, so I'm going to I'm gonna start right, off with this on. one. I want to know, Nick, if you know what tendies are. What are tendies? tendies? Get your tendies, Nick. Are you getting your tendies out there? It's, it's not chicken tenders? <laughs> Technically, you're right. Technically, it kind of is, but it isn't. Um, so it's a it's a word that is being used originally as tenders, but in lieu of something else going on in the Wall Street world. Have you been paying attention to the news of Wall Street? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wall Street. Uh, so are you aware? Of, 
Wall Street is under siege by the internet, right? Is that what you're talking about? Sort of, yes. So this this Reddit subgroup called uh, Wall Street Bets uh, basically figured out that a bunch of hedge funds were trying to drive AMC movie theaters and uh, GameStop out of business by shorting their stock and driving them into bankruptcy, thereby uh, taking all the value of the stock and putting it into their portfolio. Um, And the internet ganged up on these hedge funds and decided to buy, buy, buy these stocks regardless of what the stock value, you know, should be based on earnings or anything that, just to essentially uh, bankrupt the the hedge funds that were placing these massive bets. Yeah, I was all in on it until I found out that the Mets owner, Uncle Stevie, is apparently linked to these. He's the head of it. He is the head of all of it, and Uncle Stevie just had to bail out his buddy with a billion-dollar loan. Enough with your GameStop stock. (laughs) Leave Uncle Stevie alone. I need a center fielder. (laughs) That's what Nick is saying. Uh, yeah, well, Uncle Stevie's about to eat it big time, buddy. So, so are all of these hedge fund guys because, like, one of them, Melvin Capital, is down fifty-one percent in value in a month, right? So they wiped out Reddit, uh, wiped out fourteen billion dollars of value of this hedge fund. Um, yeah, I just I don't understand how it's possible because I mean, it's not like. It's like just because people are buying stock in in a company, it doesn't mean that the company is profitable. No, so that doesn't, doesn't mean anything, but the stock value never means anything about whether the company's profitable. But but here's the deal. This hedge fund basically shorted all of the GameStop stock and in an attempt to drive it into bankruptcy, right? So all yeah. of these these people, these six million investors, retail investors, got their money together and basically bought back GameStop. GameStop. Right, so they don't the the the, uh, the hedge funds don't own it anymore. It's it's in the hands of six million average people, and now the hedge funds owe har- billions of dollars to cover their bad bet because they shorted it at such a ridiculous level. They shorted it at something like a dollar thirty because it was at four bucks, and now the stock was at its high like four hundred and eighty bucks. So that's why they owed fourteen billion dollars on the short. So. Yeah. And anyway, so tendies is profits or gains. That's that's the internet term for get your tendies to, to all the average oh, people out there. Get your profits or gains. Yes, we're gonna get those tendies, diamond hands uh, to the moon. So everybody's in on it, man. Mark Cuban's in on it. Elon Musk is in on it. On the side of the average person, basically saying these hedge funds should be driven out of business and they're criminal. What about Uncle Stevie? Everybody but Uncle Stevie. Or <laughs> Nick is like, I just got a Newbridge owner who looks happy, I mean, and now the internet's the declared Mets. war on him. <laughs> it's the most Mets thing ever, right? It is. Like, it I is get, totally the most Mets thing. Dream owner, the richest guy in sports, and in like a week. My general manager is sending dick pics, and my <laughs> owner. Keep in mind, he did like that like four years ago. But now, yeah, now your owner is basically getting uh, getting duped by username. Uh, what was the one that I saw? That was I like fat chicks. <laughs> it was quoted, <laughs> right? So it was like, like it was an article. It's like user uh, Reddit user. Uh, ba- you backslash I love fat chicks describes it as thus. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was oh, the funniest God. thing I've ever seen. It's like, and they all—they're all calling themselves retards too. It's like I'm just a fellow retard about to put a hedge fund out of business. So, 
it it is an interesting thing. So uh, you know, if you haven't paid attention and you're in a bubble, go check out Wall Street Bets on Reddit. All right, what do you got for me? Oh, by the way, Popeyes did get in on it and, and uh, tweeted out to Wall Street Bets, check out these tendies, and uh, <laughs> sent out a oh, deal yeah, for, yeah. Right. for tenders. So they, that sounds like chicken tenders. Yep. Uh, all right, so speaking of investments, uh, I'll give you this one. Uh, according to Citibank, since 1995, uh, what has returned more money for investors? The S&P 500 or contemporary art? Temporary art. Let's go. With, let's go with contemporary art. You're going with contemporary art. Yes, that's how little faith I have in the stock market. <laughs> All right, you are correct. Yeah, contemporary, contemporary art. art. Returning fourteen percent investment over the last twenty-five years compared to the S and P five hundred, which returns. Nine percent. Well, I'll tell you, Nick, the best investment I've made has gone up ten times. Imagine if I invested five hundred bucks three years ago, and that is now worth at least five thousand dollars. Wouldn't you say that's a fantastic investment? Yeah, ten times your money. Yeah. In three years? You know what it is? The flamethrower. Elon Musk's Tesla flamethrower that I own that I've never opened. That's still new yeah, that in the box. Get, that could even get going for more. It's it's I, 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 the I, I, cheapest one you can find is five grand. The cheapest one you can find, and that's not unopened. So, right. yeah, yeah. Keep, keep, keep holding on to that. The more money that keeps, that keeps plus when the zombie it, apocalypse it comes, it's functional, right? So there's not it, just. It, 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 if just. you're ever in that situation where it becomes, you know, that flamethrower needs to be used. The last thing you're going to be worried about is five thousand dollars or how much it's worth. It's correct. Because money, money will not have meaning. But yet. but but destroying <laughs> that elk for dinner with my yeah. flamethrower that will have meaning. All right, I got a good one for you. It's a true or false, Nick. True or false? Nuts.com is an adult-only website. False. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it sells literal nuts. Nuts.com. It's so funny you, you said that because I saw this for the first time this week. Somebody <laughs> had a big bag of candy at my wife's office. And Adam, it, it's like, you, you, you want some of this? And it said nuts.com on it. And I was like, <laughs> I, like I like nuts. <laughs> I was like, I'll have some of that. And, uh, but it was like Swedish fish or something. I was like, ah, nah, I don't want that. But, yeah. <laughs> I noticed they sell, they sell nuts and nut-related products. I was like, I wonder if I could get Nick on that. Because <laughs> like, he'd figure. Last week, you would have had me. Yeah, like, last week, I would have Oh, yeah. Totally adult. Only website. Just like getlive.com. Nuts.com. You remember that? Getlive.com when we owned that domain and we, uh, we, we thought we were selling it to a, a pornography website, but it turned out it was Microsoft buying it. <laughs> I would ask for Too more false. money, folks. Bowlsacrossyournose.com is a adult website. No, it's actually a camping uh, goods website. <laughs> Sporting goods. Sporting goods. Uh, All right, what do you got for me? All right, the uh, the numbers are out on the world the world's economies here in 2020. Can you name the only major world economy to grow in 2020? The one that sent every other major world economy to shrink. <laughs> That'd be China. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. They grew. The only country in the world. Well, there's a big bat market out there, folks. Um, 
I they'll overtake the uh, they'll overtake the U.S. by 2026 is the uh, the numbers I saw. Yeah, what they as say. far as the largest economy, Nick, I think they got more people over there than we do too. That's what I've heard. Uh, Nick, and they pay more for labor over there or less? Uh, they don't pay for labor over there, Nick. Everyone's a slave. Um, Nick, what hilariously I mean, named I mean, lake drains? Trouble down the road. I mean, you know, for us, I mean, we're already, you know, into our forties here, but they could potentially be trouble down the road. You think? I, I, do. I do. Is that a prediction? Yeah, call, I, I call us, call us Nostradamus, just, folks. We're we're I'm making some saying, really heady. That could be a problem. That down could the road. be an issue. Yeah, there. Remember that whole thing that you saw on social currency, uh, the dark uh, mirror or the the that black mirror thing where you know, the like Bryce the, Dallas Howard. What you're right, talking about? Yeah, right. Where like yeah. her whole day was. That is actually being implemented all across China. I think I told you that. No, I didn't know that. Yes, they they have a complete social currency system, and if you have a bad ranking, you can't even travel on a train. You certainly can't get a job. You certainly can't, uh, you know, uh, buy property. Right, all that. Ride the elevator. All that. Yep, all that. That's going on. Scary. Yep, should be. And go look at what's happening in Hong Kong. It's terrifying. It's it's funny. I heard this guy talking about the hardest part about getting older, this was his opinion, is thinking of all the great stuff that he's going to miss out on because of all the technology and, like, seeing, like, all this great technology that's coming. And I thought to myself, I'm the exact opposite. The, the easiest thing about me getting older is I have no interest in all of this <laughs> extra technology that we're getting and the way that things are heading. It's like... I uh, want Whatever the opposite of that is, that's what I am looking for. I want for. the 90s back. Yeah, I yeah. want the open road. I want the, oh, we remember how fun that was, dude? When we were just driving around everywhere, Kentucky yeah. Derby in a weekend... Uh, <sighs> social currency social oh. currency yeah that's uh it's not getting better folks that's my prediction it's uh it's a it's like that scene in groundhog day where bill murray's like it, it's dark it's gray <laughs> it's gonna be a long winter oh real quick what what are you watching Groundhog Day on? Is it on Netflix or a different uh, provider? No, I, I actually own the uh, the digital version. Gotcha. All right. But I'll I rent could, it for $3.99 or whatever. I could certainly send you a link and put it into a Dropbox file or something for you. Um, oh, okay. All right. If I need it, I'll text you. No, I'm just kidding. I can't do that because that's probably not legal, folks. I wouldn't do anything like that. Pay your money. Um. We are doing a podcast and not having a phone conversation. <laughs> Maybe you should delete all this out. Uh, that's what happens, folks. You just like listen in on what Nick and I talk about randomly. It's like, oh, yeah, what's going on? Um, okay. What hilariously named lake drains into a smaller Lake Pupo in Bolivia? Lake Titicaca? Yes. If I had not said hilariously named, you not would not have gotten that question right, I'm guessing. Oh, no, I, would have, I absolutely would have gotten it. Oh, you would have? You know Lake Pupo? No, it's just you go lake in South America, yeah. and you have to talk me off of Lake Titicaca. You know Especially I mean? since I asked you that last Groundhog Day. Same question. Oh, did you? Yes. <laughs> and you didn't get it, so I'm glad you did. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. So, yes, and that was the question that he answered. Remember he did a round of Jeopardy in that movie? 
So that yes. was that was from a September 1991 episode of Jeopardy, the semifinals of the Tournaments of Champions. Uh, I've now seen that entire episode, so it's it's fun to watch when it happens that he he who uh, yeah he know, memorizes all the answers. So he's hone in on that. Yep. What is the wrong? <laughs> all right. What do you got for me? And then we'll move on to sports. All right. Speaking of. Uh... Game shows here. We'll go with this one. This is kind of a multi-part question here. First part. Who was the original host of Wheel of Fortune? Who originally hosted Wheel of <sighs> For Pat Sajak? I don't know. Uh, Wink Martindale? I'm, surpri- I'm shocked that this doesn't go into the annals when they're talking about, like, the Pete Bests and the Dunkelman. Right. It was Chuck Woolery. Oh, no kidding. No, I knew he he did, like, Match Game and a bunch of others, but I didn't know he did Wheel of Fortune. He turned down the contract in 1981 demanding more money. Oh, my God. So that's Valerie Harper. That's, uh, that's, you know. But how is is he not often mentioned in that all-time, you know, gaffes of uh, show business to... Oh my God, that's incredible! He had the job; it was his. Well, it's and because it he's uh, very busy doing spokesperson work for Australian Gold back pain cream. So I use I'll Australian Gold back pain cream. I'll give you ten points each if you can uh, name the two uh, game shows in 1981 that he took on after turning down the Wheel of Fortune, and we can measure the success of these two versus uh, the Wheel of Fortune. Was it the Pyramid Game? No. Match Game? Did he do Match Game? No, match game was uh, Gene Raver. New, the newlywed game? No. That was a different guy. Did he do the whammies? No. No. I don't know, man. I gave you 12 guesses. Oh, that's what I... Darn it. That's what I meant when I said oh, match, match game. game. Yeah. yeah Sorry. love. Match I meant love connection. Yeah. I knew he... actually a game called match game, so that's why... I knew he did, like, a, a love game. Like, that's... Yeah, okay. Love Connection. And you also did, ready for this one, Scrabble. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Much more successful than Wheel of Fortune. Scrabble. Yeah, I could could almost sort of see why he would think it would be, though. Uh, I don't believe it ever aired on anything other than the game show network that I ever remember. I've never seen Scrabble, the TV show, no. Syndicated into every household for the last... It's still uh, on television with the same people. (laughs) And he is doing Australian gold commercials on radio. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's not a good... I agree with you. Uh, All right, let's move on to sports, Nick. I have a couple of gems for you. I'm going to start you with an over-under. Over-under, 81 games, so half a major league season. The most games a pitcher has appeared in since 1930. So in one season, over-under, 81 games. Half the games. Oh boy, that's a—it's funny. If you asked me to set the over/under, I probably would have set it at under eighty-one and a half, which makes me think I should go under. When was the year that we're starting this? Nineteen thirty. So I tried to go modern, you know, as close to modern era as possible. Take out any of the BS, you know. Um, 
Because there was like one guy's like, oh yeah, three finger Brown through 174 straight games, 15 innings every game. The guy's arm just fell off at the end of it. They always have those old timey stories of the pitchers. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say true. Well, it's an over under. Oh, I would have said over. It is, dude. Night. Listen to this, man. Mike Marshall in 1973 for the Dodgers appeared in 106 games in a single wow. season. Is that crazy? Was he a lefty specialist? No, or was he was he a, just, I think he was a righty bullpen. And just think every every game? Just a horse. Out. Just one of those guys that had a rubber arm. 106 games. I read a whole article about how this will never even come close to being duplicated. Like no one will ever even get oh, close to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now, I mean, you can't even get your clothes on in three games in a row, right? No. <laughs> Getting to 81 would seem impossible now. Right. Right, that's why, like I always said, if I was setting the over-under, I, I would have had it under, but then the way, just with the question and all, I figured it was over. But I was guessing. I certainly didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I didn't know it either, obviously. Yeah, when obviously. you read about a specific guy, that's what inspired the question, but I thought that was incredible. Mike Marshall deserves his due. He's got that big 70s mustache, too. Love it. All right, speaking of guessing, I got a couple ones for you here. I mean, these are right in your wheelhouse, though. So we're going to be focusing on running backs in the sports round this week. Two for 10, all three for 20. If you can name this year's top three leading rushers, the NFL's top three, three leading rushers, two for 10, get you to 10 points for the two. But man, number three is a, that's is, the 20 is a tough one. Okay. God, this this is a tough question. Um, I don't think it's tough for ten. I, I think for ten points, it's obvious. I think for twenty, right? So, Dalvin Cook's in the mix. He's number two, right? Uh, and he's not even close. Like one and two aren't even close. Uh, Derrick Henry hit two thousand yards, so he's one. Right, so he's one. Okay. So I think I have it here. Derrick Henry, 2027. Dalvin Cook, about 1,500 in that yeah, range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then who's number three for the 20 points? Uh, it's, I just I don't have the slightest idea. I don't even have a good guess. Go ahead. Make yeah, guess. yeah, no, I, I will. I'm going to I'm gonna try to think of fantasy. I'm, I'm thinking fantasy, uh, you know, who, who crushed it in fantasy. Uh, no, because he got injured so much. God, so many guys were injured this year, all year. Can yeah, that's why it's tough when you're doing fantasy. You're taking these running backs early, and you got to think to yourself, like, like I'll tell you right now, like uh, Zeke wasn't in the top ten. No, no, I know he's he had, he had a terrible year. Trust I mean, me, we owned him. I, I remember how bad a year he how had. How is that even possible? Um, For him to be in the top. And he didn't get hurt. That, that's what's, I mean, there's I no guess Dolphin. That's there's good. no Jet. There's no Bill. There's no Patriot. There's no Giant. There's no Redskin. Could, that guy could. Oh, what about. Uh, no way. Nah. James Robinson? Oh my God, he's number six. Oh, no, actually, he's tied for fifth. 
Oh my God! Except for fifth, two guys had exactly one thousand seventy yards. Okay, because he had an incredible year, and I figured that would be the kind of name that would be like, no way. I was about to say Antonio Gibson for Washington, but he wasn't really big on rushing. He caught a lot of balls. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't, he's not twentieth. Right, he's twentieth. Uh, no eagle and no cowboy. No Texan, no Colt. We already got the Titans. We already got the Jaguars. Ravens, no way. Browns? Well, I mean, uh, Chubb was amazing, but he was hurt most of the year. But could he possibly be in this conversation? No, no way. He was uh, number seven. Jesus, and he was hurt for like eight weeks. He was four yards away from being number five. Bro, he he's a he's a fine he next year, man. Let me tell you, that's that's my guy next year. He is the underrated. All right, Aaron Jones is fourth on the list. Yeah, I almost said Jones, but again, injuries. David Montgomery, number five. I almost said that, and I was like, that can't. I would sound stupid saying it. I'd feel stupid saying it. Number eight. Now I'm lost. I can't even imagine. Paul Jackson, number nine. So who do you got? You've named everybody. Left in the Number NFL. Number 10, Mel Gordon. Top 10 in rushing this year. That's terrible. No guess for number three. No guess. I, I did. I gave you 12 guesses. I just didn't get them any, any of them. I just you the top 10, but left three open and no guess. <sighs> All right. So who's left? Uh... Who's left? Exactly. Who's left? There's nobody on the Cardinals. Can't be like a Kenyon Drake. Uh, Niners don't have anybody. Kenyon Drake, number 13. Niners, Seahawks don't have anybody. Chargers. No. Ronald Jones, number 12. Oh, my God. Let's see. Atlanta I'm surprised Falcons. you didn't guess Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Oh, there. what am I thinking? Yeah, Kamara, of course. So, but it's obviously not the answer. Um, no. And, and he Miles caught Sanders so many balls. 15. Yeah. Kareem Hunt is 16. That was a bad not guess by him, though. Uh Kyler Murray at 17. J.K. Dobbins at 18. Uh, dude, Clyde I don't... Edwards-Hilaire, number 19, and Antonio Gibson, number 20. Drew, I got to put you out of your misery. Yeah. I, Third leading rusher in the NFL this season, none other than Jonathan Taylor. No way. He was third? Third. He's third. I saw I went album. right over him in my head. I went right what? over him in my head. I was like, I know he had a run, but he had a he also was off for like five weeks. But he, He's but he, yeah, you yeah. want to hear something crazy? Jonathan Taylor has not missed a snap of football in his entire career, Nick. He's never had an injury, ever. Ever. He never even missed a snap in Pee Wee. Wow. How about it? Yeah. That's my and guy. NFL's third leading rusher. That was my, what did I tell you about him in the fantasy? I was all over him like white on rice. I got that big time with him. Um, okay. So this is a, that's a great one. I'm going to come back at you with an equally great one. All right? Okay. Two for 10. Or one for 10, two for 20. Give me the last two Los Angeles Rams first round draft picks, Nick. Okay, so Jared Goff. There you go. There's one. Okay. Aaron Donald. Nope. <sighs> that was the year before. Yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup wasn't a first rounder. Nope, third rounder. Yeah. Same so draft Gurley? as Goff. Todd Gurley. Oh, 
The Rams now don't have a first-round pick until 2024, and they will not have drafted in the first round since 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Doesn't that do something to your roster over the course of a decade to not have a first-round draft? Well, if you look at what they <laughs> traded for. One draft pick was traded to then lose two more. You understand? But, but, but look, they traded draft picks to get that draft pick. But look like, what they got, right? So they traded two first-rounders for Jalen Ramsey. Worth it? Oh, yeah. Okay. They traded one for Brandon Cooks. Worth it? Not worth it. Yeah, probably not. So. <laughs> no, he plays for the Texans. And now they've traded two for <laughs> Matthew Stafford. I didn't do work, but it, I would like to see what did it What did they give up to move up to get golf? So, like, if you added what they gave to move up to get golf, plus golf, plus what they traded didn't they just have the number one pick? I don't think they moved up at all to get Goff. I think they just had the number one pick. They were terrible under Fisher. They were the worst team in the league. No, nah, they traded for that. They, they traded up for that. They weren't. They weren't that bad. Because uh... I know the Eagles traded the number two once the Rams traded the one. Yeah, I guess you're I think you're probably right. So let's see we got oh and, and Goff was under Fisher, so Fisher thought that was Yeah, Rams traded up from fifteen to yep. number one. Wow. One of the biggest jumps to number one in NFL history. They gave up a massive hole to make it happen. Yeah. Giving the Titans an extra first round pick, two second rounders and two third rounds. There you go. So they gave up two firsts, two seconds, two thirds, and two firsts. And a third. And now they've traded that 26-year-old asset for a 33-year-old asset. Okay. I, you can't possibly make that bad of moves. Good front I mean, office decisions, bad. fellas. I don't know. Was yeah. golf that bad? I mean, he was 3-3 three three in the postseason. He took it to the playoffs every year, and he went to a Super Bowl. And the guy's – how old is he, 25? 26. 26. I don't know. Is he that bad? Well, we'll find out. We're about to find out how bad he actually is in Detroit. Um, oh, well, now forget it. I mean, stick a fork in him now. <laughs> well, now it's now it's just sad. <laughs> now, 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 Kenny Galladay's foot is his problem. Like that, that's that is correct. Not where you want to be in life. No, definitely not. All right, what do you got? If uh, you want to move on, geography history, you can. Uh, okay. I mean, I got one more. I got a Go for it. Yeah. question here. That's phenomenal question. Tough, tough, tough. Ten points each, two answers. Name the only two players to score a rushing touchdown in four different Super Bowls. Who are the only two players to score a rushing touchdown in four different Super Bowls? Roger Craig. I'm sorry, but that answer is incorrect. Okay, Lynn Swan. It's rushing touchdowns. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, only only two people to score rushing touchdowns in four different Super Bowls. Franco Harris. Another good guess. I, yeah, but it's not right. I, I think I said this. Who's the Buffalo Bills? Thurman. Uh, you got it. Uh, Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas. I was about to say Thurman Munson. Say, nobody like, thinks of him. Nobody's going to think of him because you think of the teams that have won four. No, you know, I just think of teams that have been to four, and <laughs> there's only a few that I know of, and the Vikings, but I can't name any running back on the team. 
Uh, I think like Rod Smith is the first Vikings running back I can think of. Uh, I'll give you a clue on the second guy. He Riggins? He's a quarterback. Oh. Four touch. Brady? (laughs) That's what you would have guessed, right? Because he's been in a million of them, so at least he's sneaked four in. One yard sneak, right? Right. It's not Brady. Uh, not like Montana. Nah. That's At least I preface this by saying it was really tough. This question. It's not Kelly. It's not uh, uh, Bradshaw. Nope. No idea, dude. He is the only person to win the Super Bowl MVP in his final season. Elway. Elway. Rushing quarterback. Rushing touchdowns Darn in it. the. But how would you know? I mean, who would remember those games? You know, I mean, no, he's, he almost had two separate careers, Elway. He had like the 80s career and then the 90s career. It's like a different guy when he came back. What's also funny, though, is five rushing touchdowns is the all time record, and it's not held by either one of those guys. Hmm. So do you want it? Oh. Uh, five rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl? In, in Super Bowl for your career is the record. Right. So, like, five Super Bowl rushing touchdowns is a career record. But neither one of these guys has it, even though they scored four of them in four different games. Right, because so. somebody probably had one game where they went bonkers. Well, somebody's got five, if you want to take a guess at who has Timmy Smith? Nope. Timmy Smith or the Redskins might have had three in a game or something like that. He had some sort of insane game for the Redskins. Emmett Smith? Emmett Smith, you got it. Five. There you go. Touchdowns in the Super Bowl. That's a record. All right. Well, folks, you got it when it comes to rushing touchdown trivia at your Super Bowl party this week. You are You have been locked and loaded. You have been locked and loaded, folks. Um all right. Are we ready to move on to geography history now? Yes. All right, let's do it. Nick, uh Chapala is the largest lake in what country? Chapala? Chapala is the largest lake in what country? Chapala. I will say Sweden. Mexico. And I got you on a Groundhog Day question a year ago today. I asked you the exact same question. Chapala is the largest lake in what country? I don't remember what your answer was the last time. But now you'll never forget it because I, I got it two years ago. I think it was Mexico. Around. No, it wasn't Mexico. It wasn't Mexico. I, th- I don't remember what you said, but it was uh, – I like Sweden as a better answer. It is, it is amazing how little I know about Mexican geography. Being oh, my, I can, name, I can do nothing. I know Mexico City, but I couldn't even point to it on a map. If you give me a blank map of Mexico, it's like, find Mexico City. I'd be like, hey, here? That's Baja, California. That's all I know. Like, don't even get off the cruise ship. That, that's all I know about Mexico. I, I know. Um, Apparently, Riviera Maya is nice. Everybody yeah, something Senor. What's that famous bar that's right off that one port? Something Senor. Senor Frogs, right? Frogs or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, in Cancun. Yeah, I've been there. It's, it's overrated. Um, all right. Uh, you want to throw one back Hunter? at me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, what kind of creature? What kind of creatures are kept in the Tower of London? 
What type of creatures are kept creatures in the Tower, in the of, Tower London? of London? The, the man in the iron mask. What creatures are kept in the Tower of London? Hmm. Crows? Yeah, it's so close. I, I I guess it's not right, though, because it's specifically uh, ravens. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> I don't even know what the difference between a crow and a raven is, but there is some story that was told that, like, if there is less than six ravens in the Tower of London, then, like, the British uh, Empire will fall type of thing, you know, the... the, the uh, so like an oracle, some sort of strange oracle, just like uh, the Greeks used to get from Adelphi. It's great. And they got a guy who's, I mean, talk, what's the, he's got to be the easiest job in the world. He's got, like, he feeds the ravens, and he keeps they keep seven of them in there in case one dies. So there's always six. So they have, they have a spare raven uh, in there. So, you know, the first thing you do if you invade England, get those ravens, kill those ravens. First thing I do is apply for that job. That, that's it's what be. I need to do. I mean, can you imagine tending to birds? How easy that's got to be? <laughs> you go in. Pretty much the only bad day you oh, have is if one of them dies Steve. and you got to get a new one. <laughs> the fact that that's somebody's job. My father tended to the ravens and his father tended to the ravens. And before yeah, you don't I... give that one up. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like a, that's, that's a... way better than being like the city clerk. Right, you know what I mean? the like, town crier. Clerk, you know your kid's gonna be the city clerk, but yeah, no, nah, that's that's a that's a great job. Yes, it absolutely is. All right, uh, so is it my turn to ask you a geography? Uh... Yeah. All right. Let's see if I got anything left in geography. I do. I have one more. What is the largest of the Finger Lakes, Nick? The largest of the Finger Lakes. Geez, I was just in the Finger Lakes in October. You would think I would have known which is the largest. I, I don't know which the largest one is. Uh, uh, um, try to picture them as, as the one that sticks out as being. They're hard to pronounce, too. I mean, I, I'm almost going, like, do I just go with the one that I can pronounce? Go with the one uh, you can pronounce. I can pronounce this one. Uh, it's not the Kayunga one? No. Is Skinny Atlas a lake? Uh, it's a lake, but I don't think it's one of the Finger Lakes. <laughs> That's not one of them? Okay. I love Skinny Atlas. Beautiful city. All right. Is it Oneonda? Nope. I, I don't know. Lake Seneca. Seneca. I didn't know it was the largest. Yes, Lake Seneca is the largest of the Finger Lakes. It's a tough That's a tough question. But beautiful country up there. Yeah. Beautiful. Also one of the Groundhog Day questions, but I did not ask it. It was in that round, though. Gotcha. That, that he did. Um. All right. Let's see what else. What else we got? All right, uh, the quote, the world will little note nor long remember what we say here is from what speech? The world will little note nor long remember what we say here is from hmm. what speech? Very optimistic point of view. 
the world will little note nor long remember what we see. Hmm. The Gettysburg Address? You got it. No way. Yeah, nicely done. <laughs> that wasn't nicely done. That was a total <laughs> guess. That was Abraham Lincoln. It's like, who, who seems like unsure of himself at that moment in history? I'm going to go with old Abe there, see what happens. Uh, that's uh, funny. Okay, excellent. I do have one more geography history that I got to ask you, because I should have asked you this one instead of the other one, uh, and, then, and, and then we'll move on. But um, th- this is a multiple choice question, Nick. Um, I don't even need to give you the multiple choice because it's just different decades. But what decade... Of his life, did Genghis Khan rise to power? 2030s, 40s, or 50s? Hmm. I picture him being a young warlord, but I also believe that he died on his wedding day, which would lead me to believe he's an older man. What are my choices again? Uh, 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s? I'll say 50s. 50s is correct. Yes. He didn't rise to power until he's 50s. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Back then, you're 110 if you're 50. That's what I'm saying, especially to become Genghis Khan. You know what I mean? Like, you figure your dad was at least like Kublai Khan or somebody cool. (laughs) And you got to just kind of roll into that. That's, That's not how it was. So, yeah, I thought that was very surprising. It's another one of those, like, you know, Colonel Sanders lessons that uh, n- never count a guy out until it's over because people people raised rise to greatness very late in their life through a lot of different things, you know. Yeah. Great. All Great right. one there. All right. Uh, to entertainment we go. To entertainment we go. What movie character's name was inspired by him being a lone gunman? What movie characters? Name was inspired by him being a lone gunman. A lone gunman? Like boom, boom, shoot, shoot? Yes. Hmm. These test my mind too much. <laughs> because I start like running through such a... A huge list of, like, could that guy's name mean something? Yeah, it's definitely a little tough sometimes on the podcast because these questions that we do for Quizzo are not meant to be snap-answered questions. They're meant to be discussed amongst the team, you know, while you're, you know, sitting there. Like like Vin Diesel. Like Vin Diesel or something like that. Like, Well, no, I'm looking for a movie character. A movie character. Yeah, what movie character's name was inspired because... He was a lone gunman. So when when you say lone gunman, the first thing that I think of is the Kennedy assassination. I don't know why, but but immediately that oh, makes me think they've of... they've argued forever that it was done by a lone Right, gunman. so Lee Harvey Oswald. So... But, uh, like, you're, the, you're, you're thinking of nonfiction, and this is a movie character. So this is somebody who's made up that somebody picked what his name was going to be and named him this. Right, I'm saying, was it, like, Lee Harvey something? Because that that's what I mean, was the character, like, Lee Harvey. No, it's not, it's not like that at all. No. This is a hugely famous character in movie history. People know, everybody knows this character. And... 
Lone gunman. He is a lone gunman. And his name was inspired. I got nothing, Nick. I'm sorry. Okay. Tough one. But uh, another word for lone could be solo. Oh, Han Solo. Lone gunman. You know, that should... That's exactly the type of character that should immediately come to your mind if you hear Lone Solo. Yeah, yeah it's, and, that was and bad. The, but he is, he's a lone gun, like he traveled, you know, he traveled. He's got a Wookiee. What do you mean lone gun? He's got Chewbacca right next to him. Yeah. Lone my ass. Well, the, the other thing I was thinking is. Chewbacca's also, the best friend ever because he had, could uh, pick. swords there. Most of them were fighting with swords, uh, but he, 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 had, he was the one with the gun. He but, shot first. Yeah. That's. Uh, that's that's the famous thing that Han shoot first because they re-edited it to make it look like he did, but in the original he didn't. You ever hear that whole thing when he's in that little? Uh, no, I never heard that. So in, I guess in the first um, one, Han is like uh, in some bar and he has this conversation with like this this thing, Credo or whatever its name is, and uh, yeah, let me, I'll I'll uh, get you the whole thing. Han shot first. That's a, that's a You're saying thing. in that bar scene? Han shot first refers to a controversial change made to the scene in the science fiction film Star Wars in which Han Solo is confronted by the bounty hunter Greedo uh, in yeah. the cantina. In the original yeah. version of the scene, Han shoots Greedo dead. Later versions are edited so that Greedo attempts to fire at Han first. Director George Lucas altered the scene to give Solo more justification for acting in self-defense. Many fans and commentators oppose the change, feeling it weakens Solo's character. So All right. They were sitting at the well, table. Well, and controversy then, I didn't know about. And now you do. It's only 50 years old at this point. <laughs> 40, 42. That movie is R- RH, like literally. Like we, I know, 77. It's, yeah. it's right before us. Literally, it's the All right, let's move on to entertainment because that sort of just was entertainment. What do you got for me in the world of entertainment? entertainment? Oh, that was your entertainment? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, makes sense. It's certainly not geography history unless Han Solo no, in no, a fictional universe. Move uh, on to entertainment. All right. Then let's move on. I got a couple of good ones for you. Oh, this is the best. Dude, I heard this and I was like, I have to save this conversation for uh, the Quizzo podcast, but one of the best pieces of trivia I've ever heard. Nick, what 70s band whose lead singer went solo has the most number two Billboard hits without ever hitting number one. Mm. 70s band. Yep. Whose lead singer went solo. The most number twos of all time without going number one. Yep. Wow, I got a really good guess. Let's hear it. Credence. You got it. Yeah. Credence, Clearwater, <laughs> Revival. I may have even Not used it. this question at some point uh, in some form, but yeah, that, isn't that incredible? Uh, I didn't remember from that. It's just, you know what, when I thought of somebody going solo from the 70s, it's not as popular as it was you know, nope. later on, and that just jumped out at me instead of having like 20 hits. Oh, but, man, everything written in three years. They were only a band for three years together. Isn't that insane? Yeah, and they were at Woodstock, which is crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. They don't seem that like old, you know. What I mean? They got popular right after Woodstock, though. Part of it was because they were at Woodstock. Right. Were they in the Woodstock movie? Or yes. That? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, that launched a lot of people, but yeah, Fogarty, man, is is one of my all time favorites. 
He's my all. He, he might be like number one on my list of guys that I haven't seen that I wanted. That, you know, and he was actually like around a little bit a yeah. few years back. He comes to AC uh, pretty frequently. He's a he's yeah. A I just I just missed him. You know, but that's like uh, Credence is my drumming wheelhouse. Like when you talk about easy drumming songs that are fun to play, like everything they have is like the same beat structure. Like you could I could rock out any Credence song there is. It's fantastic. So even Fogarty in his solo career, like Rock and Roll Girl and Centerfield, it's all the same, same stuff. Uh, Love it. All right. Anything else you got for me before we uh, wrap it? I got one more for you. Then we can uh, wrap it. I can end with this one here. Uh, who wrote the theme song to the Johnny Carson The Tonight Show? Who wrote? John, it's called Johnny's Theme. It was the theme song to uh, Johnny Carson. Have you ever heard this story? This guy made $800,000 a year because of the rights to, to that. Yeah, Merv Griffin. He wrote all those, didn't no. he? No, it wasn't Merv Griffin. No, wasn't uh, wasn't Alan Thicke, was it? <laughs> I think Merv Griffin wrote the Jeopardy one. Oh, okay. Alan Thicke. This predates Alan Thicke by a little bit. Alan Thicke wrote a lot of – have you ever heard of his list? Well, I know he did the Growing Pains sound, uh, you know, theme song. And did he do Family Ties? Uh, you ready? So here, <laughs> Alan Thicke did Different Strokes, The Facts of Life, Classic, uh, Joe Liberty Sweepstakes. These are all. Uh, Don't tell me he didn't do Growing Pains. No, he did I Growing mean, Pains. He did oh, growing yeah, pains. It's possible, I guess, but it would have been odd if he didn't. Yeah, I think his uh, let's see, I think his his biggest uh his biggest gets were facts of life, uh growing pains, different strokes. Yeah, that that those were the big ones. He did a lot of game shows and whatever else. Yeah, so this guy is like one of those like sort of famous crooners from that era. You know? I mean maybe not Maybe not 50s, but I would say, like, this guy wrote My Way for Frank Sinatra. Um, hmm. Tom Jones' biggest hit, She's a Lady. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a but, lady. yeah, he was making 800000 a year. You know, I, I had a I had a different song from Groundhog Day all queued up to do an outro, but now I just want to do She's a Lady because uh, Tom Jones. Jeez, um, I wish I had a good guess for this. Uh, Dean Martin? I guess it's a good guess. This was his his biggest song was Diana. Oh, uh, Neil Sedaka? <laughs> nah, I don't know if Neil Sedaka did the same song, but it was this guy's original. Anna. Uh, 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 I'll, uh, oh, uh, not Neil Sedaka. That's not what I meant. Uh, Jesus. I, I've lies. seen him live. I've seen this guy live. My dad loved him. Uh, but Paul Anka. Paul Anka. You got it. Paul Anka. There you go. <laughs> not Neil Sedaka. Paul Anka. Same guy. <laughs> I actually saw Paul Anka with my dad live and Neil Sedaka live. I'm almost positive I've seen them <laughs> Both live. I can't even imagine how much food you ordered that night. My dad bought every <laughs> CD at the merch table. 
He bought he every he bought every single CD they had for sale at the merch table, and then all I heard in every car ride for like in that stash. I see years. your dad's little stash of CDs in that in a uh, in his living room. Yeah, I definitely saw Paul Anka live. There's no question. Put your head on my shoulder. There you You're go. having You're my baby. Yeah, I have seen him live for sure, one hundred percent. I think it was at like the Paper Mill oh, Playhouse boy. in Milburn. You're having my baby, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I know all the hits. He wrote, he wrote Johnny's theme. So. Yeah, he wrote "My Way" for Sinatra. Oh no, he was a genius. Yeah, Paul Anka. That that if you want to know what my dad's music <laughs> was, it was Paul Anka, Neil Sedaka, and Barbara Streisand. As much as you can take of it, shoved down your throat. And if there's any wonder why I chose to listen to Fish and the Grateful Dead. Now you know. <laughs> All right. I have nothing better than that. Do I have any final questions for you with this last one here? Was there something amazing that I skipped over? Nah, that's all nonsense. All right, let's end it, Nick. That is it for the Quiz of Trivia podcast. Uh, be well, everybody. We'll see you next week. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. But she always knows her place. She's got style, she's got grace. She's a winner. She's a lady. Whoa, 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 she's a lady. Talking about that little lady. And the lady is mine But she's never in the way Always something nice to say What a blessing I could leave her on her own Knowing she's okay alone And there's no messing She's a lady She knows me through and through And she knows just what to do And how to please me She's a lady Shiva!